Welcome to Small Steps, a podcast for growing up grown-ups. These small steps will be simple, doable, and practical to help you relate to your young child in a healthy way as each of you grows. So hang around for some encouragement as you raise up your little one. I'm Nanette Johnson, minister to preschoolers and their families at First Baptist Church Arlington. This is Episode 5 of the Small Steps Podcast. What do the following have in common? Shark Tank, Survivor, Say Yes to the Dress, Top Chef, and American Idol. Any ideas? They are all considered reality shows. I don't know how much reality you really need right now in your own life when you are raising young children. You just need a stretch of sleep that is longer than two hours at a time. But the facts are, they may not be your reality in your life for this season. So what is real? What are the facts for this season of raising little ones? Let's pause here for a few minutes and talk about the realities in your child's world. When you understand what the world is really like for the youngest children, we can understand how to relate to them, how to guide them, and how to understand their needs for more patience with them. Often our perception or our expectations, or even our responses may be misinformed by wrong realities. So for children that are five years and younger, I'm going to share three realities about their world. Reality one, they are concrete thinkers. That means they take everything literally. They don't understand symbolism or abstract ideas. Just a few weeks ago, I overheard a conversation between a grandmother and her four-year-old granddaughter. The grandmother said, we will run, check on G-Daddy, and then go to your class. The little one's response was, we are going to run in church? Everything is very literal to them. However, they have their own logic, mixing in fantasy with reality. So therefore, it it doesn't make sense to us. They don't reason like adults. All these factors can make communication with little ones very tricky. You may have experienced a scene, something like this, from your little concrete thinker. Let's say your child gets upset because the cookie that came out of the package is broken. They cannot reasonably understand that it tastes the same. To them, it isn't the same at all because it doesn't look like the round cookie on the package. As adults, our immediate response is to use more words to explain the reality. But that probably isn't helpful to them at all because they don't reason like adults. At this point, providing a safe place for them to just share their big emotions while giving them a different option is probably the best way to help them feel secure right now. And eventually, they will begin to realize broken cookies really are okay. So the reality one is that they are concrete thinkers. Reality two 
they are full of curiosity. As they grow, they find more things to get into simply because they are capable. They aren't really opening doors and climbing on tables out of bad behavior, but out of the fact that they are able and curious. As parents, we need to set the boundaries and try to anticipate what areas are off limits for curious little minds. There's a fine line between setting limits or boundaries without squelching their love of discovery. Their curiosity is overriding their ability to have self-control. Let me say that one more time. Their curiosity is overriding their ability to have self-control. As the parent, you provide the guardrails by establishing safe zones that encourage them to try new things while following boundaries that keep them safe. Some children are more, more curious and adventurous than others. God's big world outside is probably one of the best places for discovery for those that are more active. Days with Gray. I follow them on Instagram. They say, children flourish with simple everyday objects that are new to them. They don't need the newest toy on the market. We need to pay attention to what sparks their interest and grabs their attention. So reality two, they're full of curiosity. Reality three, they are self-focused. This is natural because of the physical needs they have as young children, as infants. They come in with all kinds of needs. As they begin to grow and mature and interact with others, they will begin to see the needs of others. However, there are two sides to this growth. The child's needs must first be met in healthy ways before they are able to be aware of others' needs around them. Being aware of others' needs and having empathy for others takes intentional modeling and training. Sharing is not a natural way of life when you are self-focused. Side-by-side play is the first step to being aware of others, their preferences, and their needs. Your little one is not selfish. They are simply not mature enough to know that other people have needs. When our three-year-old granddaughter is eating her snack, she quickly becomes aware of her little cousin who also is needing a snack and who is 20 minutes old. She can share easily if she holds the fish cracker bowl and he keeps his distance. On the other hand, if he has the snack bowl, no one else is eating from it. He will get to where he can share because it is being modeled for him. Raising children to show empathy is greatly needed in our society, but it takes time and intentionality. So how do these realities relate to your family? What is your child's world really like right now? It all depends on where they are developmentally. Maybe the best way for you to check your reality is to follow a couple of simple, good early childhood development apps or parent apps. Look for those that share factual mile markers, growth patterns, and skill charts. Follow them and pay attention to what phase your child may be experiencing. And then these helpful guidelines 
give facts and bring stability and take some of the guessing out of this parenting journey. The facts also remind you of the general progress of growth and learning, which might help quiet those thoughts of comparison that can be more harmful than good. Here's a couple of suggested apps you might want to check out. There's The Wonder Years, Baby Sparks, Playful Baby Development, and Parent Q Blog. So for other reality checks and how all of this relates to you, is your home safe for curious little minds? They may be more able than you realize. As soon as your child is mobile, your, your home needs to be safety checked for the simple fact that they are curious and quick. Add those locks on those cabinet doors, put in those plug covers and those outlets. Take the safety measures to provide the boundaries for curious little learning minds. Sometimes a change of age-appropriate toys is necessary to keep your child curious. Providing different sizes of boxes or empty paper tubes or clean plastic food containers, all of those are intriguing for exploring. And then how is empathy being modeled in your home? In these years of being self-focused, can you include your child in cleaning up their toys, emptying the dishwasher, folding their clothes and putting them away, or stirring the brownie mix to be taken to friends? The more you include them in helpful acts, the more they begin to recognize the needs of others. They will also begin to realize they can be responsible for their own things. These are traits that are taught The earlier you begin, the happier and more fulfilling life becomes for everyone. So let's summarize in four small steps. Step one, we know your little one is a very concrete thinker and does not reason like you. Plus, they have their own logic and mix in fantasy. They're super curious and they're focused on their own needs. None of this is a surprise, but it just helps to state the facts. Step two, become a student of your child. They are changing and developing every day. So you will need to be diligent about trying to stay in front of that learning curve. What are they most curious about? Can you provide some new safe places and things to explore? Do you need to be more patient with their thought processes as a concrete fantasizing thinker? Learn from them and pay attention to their growth. And then step three, try to fact check your own responses. Are you basing your short, quick responses on the expectation that they think just like you think? The reality is parenting is hard work, and it may not be what you expected. Babies don't just sleep, smile, and coo. When you really understand their world and the reality of your own world, you have a more informed view. Facts give insight to responding more appropriately. Your child will flourish when you respond to them out of grace and respect because you truly understand them. 
And then step four, we celebrate. Stop and soak in the moment when you realize your child can do so many wonderful things just by simply growing. Just stop and take it all in. Then thank God for His perfect design of your child and their growing abilities. When you truly understand your child and the realities of their world, your responses can be full of grace and respect for them. That provides the soil they need to flourish. The reality is your child is capable of so much, and this is good news. I hope you feel encouraged to be flexible and learn as your child grows. The reality is you are exactly what they need for a healthy future. Thanks so much for joining me today. As you repeat these small steps consistently, you will learn more about your child's design and will be amazed by their growth. Their growth depends on your small steps as you too are growing up.